0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: And I mentioned it before, and I don't think that it's, you know, I don't want to go and gloat. I don't think we need to pull up a bunch of mentions. But I think it's worth noting that right now that the the tenor around Justin Fields has certainly changed. A lot of people. Uh, Mike Martz, in particular, who is somebody that we've talked about on this show, who it was kind of puzzling at first that he was not quite seeing what everybody else had saw when it regard in regards to Justin Fields, but now is talking about what a great talent he is. Oh, he's so amazing, and he does a lot of things well. In the field, like yeah, we we saw this. He he, Justin Fields was not an unknown quality coming into the uh, coming into the NFL. We'd seen him perform very well at the highest level of college football. He's a power five quarterback who almost, not single-handedly because Ohio State's teams are stacked, but he also went head-to-head against Trevor Lawrence. We saw him play very well. The guys, to me, coming into the draft, who should have carried the biggest question marks were, of course, Trey Lance, who, again, very talented, does a lot of the things that Justin Fields does, except did it at North Dakota State. Zach Wilson, you know, talented, put up a lot of great numbers, but he did it at BYU against competition. That was not power five. I don't think I'm telling tales out of school when I'm saying that. So it's just surprising to me that people will come out there and say such thing or they they, they act like they're surprised that they're surprised by Justin Fields. Like he's, he's this, he's this guy who came out of nowhere. Like no, he played at Ohio state. He was pretty good, but listen, we got plenty to get into about this. So, Sammy, why don't we go ahead and start the show? Turn up your, Turn volume. Up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick, Sick, Podcast. The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura. Sports entertainment like no other. It's gonna be sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast, Chicago with Adam Rank. And it's me, Adam Rank. And we have got Detroit Lions Week upon us right now. One of my favorite times of the year, because it usually means a a, a very winnable game. Even though the Detroit Lions have been one of the more entertaining teams of this season. uh, I think the Bears have been a little bit more entertaining. Oh, that's right. Why? Why? As a matter of fact, by the way, before I get into that, I just want to let you know that uh, joining us here today is going to be NFL Network's Cynthia Freeland, who's going to come in and we're going to talk a little bit about the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. Of course, this is a return trip. To the show for Cynthia, who is here during the off season. So we're going to break down this matchup coming up. And you know what? Since I'm lazy, I'm going to make her. I'm going to make her take a trip to the aisle, fantasy aisle, and uh, hopefully we'll get some of her fantasy recommendations if she'll do it. I don't know. She does a great job for the NFL Network, and if you aren't watching the NFL Fantasy Live Show, you've seen her on Total Access. You've also seen her on Game Day View. But we'll get to her in a little bit. But right now, what I would like to do. Is uh, tell everybody if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, comment sick. And if you're listening to us on audio, please leave a five star review. Am I greedy? Am I greedy, Sammy? Asking for a five star review? I think. Listen, if, if 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 it if it moves you, uh, we would appreciate you going and leaving a five star review. Write the word sick there, and you can comment on all that stuff. And we will be bringing on Cynthia above. But first, I want to take a quick look at the numbers. What do you think, Sam? I know I'm throwing this at you at the last minute moment. I think we should do a a segment, a little thing called Look at the Numbers. I just want to go over a couple of things before we bring on Cynthia. And this goes back to what we were talking about with Justin Fields, who is continuing to show that he can be a franchise quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields has thrown eight touchdown passes since week five after throwing just nine in his first 16 career games. That is one touchdown pass in five consecutive games, seven such games uh, before this streak. He has a passer rating of 100 plus in 3 of his last 5 games even though the Bears have a 1-4 record, but his first career game with a passer rating above 100 was week 5, 2022. And it always it, it it just strikes me because so many people will say like, well, he's a he's a he's a good running quarterback. <laughs> he, he he runs well. Uh, he he does, but he's also a passing quarterback who just happens to throw the ball really well if you look back at, at his college statistics he rarely ran the football you know it, it's something that luke getsy has really started to lean into over the last couple of weeks which is why he's had a lot of success lately so for me i i would love you all to start whenever you see this and and don't be mean but whenever you see this online like kindly point out to people like yeah he can run but he's also a pocket passer you know it's kind of like when you look at hugh Jackman. You're like, oh yeah, Hugh Jackman can sing, but he's also a tremendous actor. And it's very similar with Justin Fields. It just it's part of his it's part of his repertoire, repertoire. Listen, I've got new teeth, so forgive me if I'm going to be uh, if I'm going to be uh, stumbling around a little bit. Speaking of stumbling around, we are going to be joined right now by one of my favorite people at the NFL Network. We have whenever you see us on TV, I, I think it comes off as an absolute delight we're laughing, we're joking, and if you ask me, they don't give us enough screen time together. But we're going to fix that right now by bringing her onto the show. So please welcome the great Cynthia Freeland. Oh, my oh there she is.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. This new puppy mom situation, I'm yes. I it, but I'm like sometimes he he's he owns me. So He
1: he's got his he's got his own schedule. You can't really, you know what? You can't I mean, you can suggest things to him, but he's got a mind of his own.
0: He's got a total mind of his own. So I'm, I, you know, that's, but he loves his uncle rank. So he listens to us on fantasy live. Now he's, he's actually in the corner listening to us right now too. So.
1: Very nice. Well, the puppy's name, can I say the puppy's name? Gordy. Gordy yeah. after the great Gordy Howe. Some consider the greatest hockey player of all time. Uh, that's a, that's a debate that will be for another show. I know that uh, we can go on, uh, we can go on uh sick podcast, Montreal. And go go argue that at some point. I know he didn't play for Montreal, but I was just trying to think. There's somebody on the sick podcast who does a lot of good hockey stuff. Sammy, what's his name again? Why did I forget his name? I would I used to go on a show all the time. Why well, I can see Tony. Tony, of course, Tony. Obviously, I knew that. I didn't do that. I was spacing. Because I'm whenever I'm in Cynthia's presence, I uh, you know what? I, I lose my train of thought. But how are so everything else going good with the puppy?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's so sweet, like he's just really. But, you know, like I said, we're just getting used to potty time and I'm not going to let him pee in the house. So we're just, you know, figuring it out,
1: you know, figuring it out. You know, that's a good way to put it, because I want to talk first about the Chicago Bears before we dive into the Detroit Lions. Just looking at the numbers for Justin Fields, the, the passing numbers and everything. What was your read on Justin Fields when he was coming out of the NFL? We've seen a lot of people, you know, kind of pulling about face. But what was your what was your scouting when Justin Fields was coming into the league?
0: So you can check the receipts because obviously we tweet out, they tweet out everything from the NFL network, but you know, I actually, so I went to Boston college and Mm -hmm. at, when I was at Boston college, Ryan day was a GA and it it ages me, but whatever, who cares? Ah. And so I've stayed in touch with him because there's so many great talents coming out of Ohio state that it was, I mean, not, not just that, he's also an awesome human being, but it's just worked out like dumb luck that I would be able to have like a little advanced scouting report on him prior. And you know, what he was telling me before we knew which team that Justin Fields would actually go to was that he thought in many ways that he was the most talented quarterback coming out of that draft class, or at least amongst them. And he had a different skill set, meaning his ability on third down specifically to throw the ball, which was funny because you were just talking about that. But, you know, we talked a lot about his decision-making skills on third down was kind of the overarching thing that Ryan had, you know, sort of told me like, go watch these specific plays on him. This is where you saw the kind of guy he can be obviously system fits matter a ton like where you end up going is a huge deal but like you know it was never i never you were you're right like it was very much not like sure he has mobility but it wasn't like the main thing
1: yeah yeah it was one of those cuz i remember because i for those of you who don't know Cynthia is a part of our NFL network coverage for the draft she does a tremendous job and I do remember having these conversations because I was a huge Justin Fields fan before mm-hmm. he came into the league. And uh again, you can you can check my Instagram because like people oh, yeah. were people were telling me, like, stop, like, there's no way Justin Fields falls that far. Because of course the Bears had to trade up. He was my favorite quarterback coming into the draft. I even I know that Trevor Lawrence was gonna be the top pick, but I remember telling anybody who would listen, I'm like, I don't know. I watched these games, I watched them head to head, and I, I sort of thought Justin Fields was better. Why do teams though, and I'm curious about this. And I, again, I know we're, we're, we're bringing up old stuff, but I, I love your expertise on this. Why do teams fall in love though with a guy? And I don't want to, I don't want to hate on the 49ers. And this isn't, this isn't anything about Trey Lance who I think can be a tremendous quarterback. We don't but know. All, no idea who Trey but Lance is. but yeah. it's so funny. Like all the things that you love about Trey Lance, you're like, Oh, he's, he's a great athlete. great arm. He can run. You're like, you know Justin Fields can do this and he's done it on the power five level. Why do teams get so caught up in these unknown players?
0: You know, it's funny cuz I think that well first of all my you know I it's sort of been documented but I don't know if it gets enough run that I think really what the Niners were trying to do was create enough of a draft pick haul to be able to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but- yeah.
1: Nobody talks about that. Thank you. I know that yeah. it's, a, it's a secret. Like, only a few people at NFL Network talk about this. We're like, hey, we know they're trying to trade up for, for Rodgers, right? And, like, everybody just gets a blank look on their face. So I'm, I'm glad you're saying that here.
0: Yeah, so I, so I think what happened was is I think that they were trying to create this illusion of, hey, we've got this guy that we love. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan is super smart. Like, you can never yeah. discount that. And he did, I'm sure, have plan A, plan B, plan C. But I think basically – the the series of events that happened were that you know he was like well this guy is what I I don't know I'm not sure how that all went down but I do think that what happens in the scouting world or what I hear is and especially was was very prevalent during the the COVID years was they kind of cheat off each other's tests right like they're like well I like this guy and I like that well but we think you're not going to be able to get him because he can't fall past the X team and it just feels like there's so much of that that Mm -hmm they, they. I mean, the look, say what you will about, you know, the, the Patriots always draft someone weird, but at least they're not like group thinking, right? Like, it's yeah. not like, oh, consensus this guy. Oh, consensus that guy. Like, you're like Cole Strange. Sure. Whatever, you know, like wh- whatever it is, but you know, it's, you still have to be as good of a coach as Bill Belichick to be able to coach them up. But you know, it's, it's very weird because some of these guys make these very strange decisions. But again, if you're, depending on how good of a coach you are, you can kind of overcome some weird decisions because we still have no idea who Trey Lance is. I don't, I don't know when we will.
1: Yeah, and, we, I'm, and obviously Justin Fields has been playing very well over the last couple of games, and we can't really know what we're going to get for the long term. One thing that I believe is significant is the teams that he's playing. Like he's doing it against New England. You know, Bill Belichick, who destroys young quarterbacks. He's He's ruined poor Jared Goff's life. The Cowboys have one of the best defenses in the league. They went out there and matched them, uh, or put 30 points or four touchdowns on them. And then last week, going toe to toe with Miami, I think that says a lot. Like, does the competition in this kind of situation matter?
0: Totally, the competition always matters. The other thing that I like to see with developing quarterbacks, of which I'll still say Justin, we don't know who Justin Fields necessarily right. is yet is that the types of defenses and the types of defensive looks that they see really matters, right? In college, no matter even if you play at power five or not, you're not seeing the type of zone reads that and two safety shells that you see in the NFL. You just aren't. So that's why they've been such a big advantage. If you look at the early splits for guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Field, like all of them, Joe Burrow, like all of them, you see the early splits. There's pretty massive distinction between man versus zone. And that's because just like everything else, the resume doesn't include facing that. So disguised yeah. coverages and things like that, those things matter a ton. And no team is better at doing that than the Patriots. So that's a big one. And also the Cowboys, that pressure front and the fact that it's coming from Micah Parsons, who doesn't line up in a space where in college, that's not where rushers typically come from, or I guess all of the different places that he lines up aren't where rushers usually come from. And You know, I, I, I will say a lot of nice things about Justin Fields, but I'm still gonna, there's an asterisk across that O-line. It is, it is, it is, you can't say like, this is a top O-line. You just, you can't. So the fact that he's doing it against with that O-line is showing you that now he's actually starting to understand, or at least I believe it, it is an indication that he's starting to understand what's in front of him and the type of defense he's facing, where the coverages are, where the holes in the zone or where the, is this man? Okay, great because you know that's a hard thing to do and if you don't do that well then you develop really bad habits and those bad habits can be very hard to break even ask Kirk Cousins who's you know Kirk Cousins has some very bad habits when that yeah. that are, you know and he's been a top quarterback in terms of pay for a long time
1: yeah bad habits like primetime no i'm kidding i am um, no that i'm teasing i <laughs> I don't want to take anything away from Kirk Cousins because... No, it's
0: just, it's uh, a bad
1: habit, right? He has was, he has he
0: has some bad habits, for
1: sure. Yeah, and my bad habit is making fun of him, but I'm like, I'll save it for the playoffs when I'll be able to bring out this uh, material again. When you talk about things like that, it makes me, f- it because I think a lot of Bears fans question why Luke Getzey didn't do this from day one. Listening to you talk about it right now, it kind of sounds like, well, they want to get Justin comfortable just playing NFL quarterback and being comfortable in the system. Was it just a th- was it a thing of like, hey, we need you to learn a few things before we turn you loose or is it something like Getsy just one day woke up and was like, "Oh, maybe he should run." Like what happened? Why did it take so long?
0: I mean, I don't know why the designed runs took so long because with your O, like you do know some things. You do know your right. O-line is sus. You do know that the the wide receiving core is not a top five or 10 unit in the league so i'm a little confused why that took so long but maybe that was like a strategic decision to try to force more pa- i don't know like I, I you know look i'll give luke getzy tons of credit because i don't know we don't know the ins and outs of like what's yeah. actually going on in the like in the building but i will say that you know just like you saw to Tagovailoa have a lot of development this season with better weapons around him you're starting to see the weapons that fit the best for what they have be developed, like Cole Komet, you are seeing some of that stuff. So I think that they're trying to figure out what they've got there. And they had a lot of like, there was a lot of change on that team just yeah. from you know, not just the coach and not just the GM, but also like, you know, the, the weaponry and like, who's there and who's not. And like, that's a lot of change. So it was probably that balance of like, okay, we need to keep it simple enough and then start to fold in some more complicated things just as we see more, you know. But obviously doing it, like, look, you're playing the Lions this week. We can get into that in a minute, but it's not like you face the Lions defense each time and we're like, let's just fold in some new things. No, you folded new things in on times when it was difficult defenses. So, I mean, I, I think it was just more a matter of like when they thought it was time.
1: Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, uh, like you said, it's been a work in progress. I think about Tevin Jenkins, and where we were with him a couple of months ago, I remember going out to Hallis Hall and, you know, Tevin Jenkins wasn't even practicing. And now he's one of the best, you know, young guards in the NFL, got a real mean streak, looks like a player that, okay, as much as the 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 offensive line is sus, as you put it, that is one guy that I think like moving forward, sure. you're going to be like, yeah, we feel okay about him.
0: Oh, and I'm so, not saying that the individual people are bad. No, no, like, I know, I, 100%, saying, 100%. Like, 100%. I, I know exactly.
1: No, no, no. We out. Listen. Everybody everybody watching started commenting mustafa when you said that. So it's fine. Everybody knows everybody knows where the holes are and it's fine and they're going to have to they're going to have to improve yeah. it. I I I also say too like whenever somebody watches it's kind of like when people watch the Angels they're like once eh, they get pitching you know I'm like okay first of all you're not watching the games cuz the pitching what wasn't what let them down. It's like having five batters hitting below 200 was more of an issue. Similarly Whenever everybody's like, well, what's the Bears get on an offensive line? I'm like, okay, first of all, they could win with this line as it is. Could it improve? Yes. But they could win with this offensive line. Over the last three weeks, it has not been the offensive line that has caused them to lose games. It is definitely not. So, again, when they draft an edge rusher in the first round, don't freak out. And I'm ready for the national media already to be like, what are they doing? Why didn't they pick this tackle? They'll be fine. They They got Braxton Jones in the fifth. They'll go out, they'll they'll do a good job. If they haven't already nailed it in uh in free agency. And so uh I do I do love the fact that eventually they were just like, okay, we gotta save this kid's life. Like just go run. Like it's it's fine. And uh, but it's been it's been a nice evolution. It's also funny too to think about like a couple of um a couple of weeks ago we had um it was one of those things where a couple of weeks ago, they were ready to fire Luke Getzey. Like this guy's a bust. I can't believe it. This why do we even hire this 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 bum? And then it's like, hey, should we fire Eberflus and elevate Getze to head coach before we lose him? And it's like, how does this it's week nine, people? How are we already doing this?
0: I mean, I also went to, you know, I. it's funny because BC, Ryan Poles also was a classmate of mine at BC. So it's just funny because, you know, people were like, oh, he doesn't know anything what he's doing. And now they're like, how, what, what was he like in college? Was he fun? Was he cool? And you're like, you didn't want to know what that was like, like until, I don't know. It's just, it's funny. And Iberflus, by the way, is awesome. And his wife, Kelly, is like yes. one of the, like, aw- like, they're awesome. So
1: they're a, they're a nice family. His, uh, his daughter. family. His daughter graduated from the university I teach at. Like, it's a... Listen, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Oh, that was... Oh, Eberflus and I bonded because I went up to him when I met him in Hallis Hall this summer. And I said, hey, I go, is your daughter still going to Chapman University? And he's like, oh, she just graduated. I'm like, oh, I'm just starting my first year as a sports broadcast professor. And then he would, you know, like, where do you live? And then he he picked that. You know, what's funny is all those hot spots that I talk about in Chilbra? he actually knows them. That's he actually... He's like, oh yeah. He's like, Sugar Shack, and I'm like, dude, of course the Sugar Shack. Like, like everybody bro. knows. Like we, we did we did a bro handshake. Like yeah, dude, Sugar Shack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he gets it. I know he doesn't watch Chill Bro, but if he did, he'd be like, ah, dude, I know where that. Maybe,
0: spot he, is. Does. Maybe he does. You never does.
1: You know, it's it's weird to find out the the players and what they watch because Travis Gibson rolled by one time and he honked his horn at me and said hello and I'm like oh hello sir like David Montgomery was very happy to see me like oh okay I'm like I'm glad I'm not thinking this is why you don't like, this is why on the Friday show you don't see me in a Patriots jersey or anything like that it's like no i wear this bear stuff um but let's talk about this game you're, you're Detroit Detroit Lions why do we he- call them the kittens why who started calling them the kittens was that because of the, the joke I made
0: I mean it was like year. like I feel like I don't know. Last year when we got back in studio, I think you and I like really started to like, just uh, go like, cause you know, that that's always a little weird with the, the delay and stuff. So, but we like oh, really yeah. started to like, like really get our jokes, you know, simpatico. I love when people think we don't like each other. Oh my so God. Funny.
1: And then the people who listened to you the last time you were on the show, on this show, people are like, you guys spent too much time admiring each other. Like, okay. YouTube commenter, get out. I'm sorry. My friend is on here and we're, we're having a good time. Listen, we we dove into the bear. And then they got mad at MJ because she talked too much dolphins. I'm like, that's the point. Like, we want to talk about our opponent too. Like, right, this, right. Is, this is what this show is all about. And so let's talk about the Lions, who this offseason, a lot of a lot of people really enjoyed watching them on Hard Knocks. And I think they became a team that a lot of people got an affection for because there's some cool dudes on that team. Like they're great personalities, great, as much fun as we had. Like it's just a natural football thing to make fun of your rival. But I think that this lions team, like legitimately fun people that we, you know, enjoy watching And the first couple of games were exciting. What's happened over the last couple of weeks that caused them. I mean, they obviously won this week coming off a huge win over green Bay, but what happened in that middle stretch to them that they just kind of like started to fade away
0: that's who they were. I mean, look there, if you're going to be a loser, be a lovable loser. Like there are some other teams that are losers. And I'm like, I don't, I think you guys are kind of, maybe not even like nice people, but like the lions, like top to bottom, like I will I, it, look, it's bad to come out here and be like, Hey, you know, they're really, we're really nice people, but it we kind of are like, like go to a lions game. If you're ever in Detroit and like, they're just not, I don't know what, whatever, but like, look, this team was not very good to begin with. Like we had a good draft. I'll say week for whatever, whatever reason that yeah. is, but you know, the draft was good, but you know, there's some positions that they really needed more of like Aiden Hutchinson is a rookie. They can't ask him to like completely change the pass rush with one human. Like, and what, like, no, and it's not his fault. Like, how was he supposed like, whatever. So long story short, it's, this is who they were like ahead of the season. I didn't, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, they're going to get at least eight wins." I'm like, "In what universe are yeah. they? Get- Who are they playing eight times to beat?" Like, of course you're going to. It's very hard to go winless. We've done it, but it's very hard to right. do that. And of course you're going to get like the one week that like someone and and by the way, the top league team in the league and the bottom league and the team in the league, they're actually. I know this sounds crazy, but they're not all that different. Like parody is real. It's not like you know the the NFL is a very competitive place. Like there's a mm. lot in the middle, so. You Know if you don't have some of these key positions of which the Lions have none, right? Like think about it like okay, they've got a good receiver. But yeah, quarterback, pass rush, left tackle. Okay, the the Lions O line is much improved this year. And then cornerback and wide receiver. People can argue the order of the last two all they want, but they've got one wide receiver that wide receiver two-ish, maybe one,
1: yeah. one,
0: one and a half. I don't know. And then you know, they no corners. Okuda, okay, for like two minutes he looked like he mm. could maybe be better. Actually, the the shining bright spot of this defense has been Kirby Joseph, a fifth-round pick safety that came in for Tracy Walker. After, I mean, and he's played really well in coverage. Yeah. So, okay, but like that's – I'm talking about that as like a – that's an asterisk, right? You know, so they don't have any of the, the things that you need to be a top team. So I'm not really that surprised, but they did make strides this offseason. They just need to nail – quarterback and they really need to get more help on defense they can't this is not a good defense this is not even remotely a good defense
1: yeah it's one of those things that you look at now obviously they took Jamison Williams in the draft too and they're gonna have to wait like that's a that's a future project that's somebody that you couldn't really expect to come along until 2023 the quarterback situation being is being what it is I I, honestly if I'm if I'm going to be complimentary of the Lions it's going to be right here where I'm like, I know that Jared Goff is not great and he's not the long-term answer compared to, compared to NFL quarterbacks. He's not great. He's better than me. Like if we were playing an intramural game, like, I'd be like, you be the quarterback. I'll go, I'll go. You be the quarterback. Right. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Um, But I think that they did the smart thing of like, well, this quarterback class yes. probably is not going to project. Like the, I feel a team like the Steelers really did themselves a disservice uh, picking the hometown kid. Who migrate and you guys can pull the receipts if I end up being wrong about this? Like I'm like I I wouldn't use a first round pick on Kenny Pickett. Like I would I would have just I if I was the Steelers I would have done what the Lions did just rolled with Mitch. You're not going to win the Super Bowl this year anyways, and then you know what? Take another crack at it next season. And you see some of the other guys. Desmond Ritter can't even get into the game. Malik Willis was forced into a situation where he's playing with the Titans. So I thought the Lions did a really nice job. Yes, they did. Don't push uh, it. If it's not it. there, don't push it. And I'm almost willing to give because he's so fun, but I would give, I hope they're going to give Dan Campbell another chance because I don't ever get the impression that this team doesn't play hard or gives up or does anything. <laughs> so that's cool. And like, you know what? They they could be dangerous, but I think them and the Bears are going to have an arms race during the offseason, like trying to build up their defenses, trying to get that. And like, that's the one thing. Like, you know what? I think eventually, like, both teams could be good offensively. They got to get those defenses up the snuff so when you're looking at this game like how many are they going to score all the points like it what are we looking at a combined what is your model? can i ask you about the model like what does the model say for combined scores or something like that i don't know i don't want to i know this is uh i've already was reading off our research packet which i think is confidential but uh the information's out there
0: you just like you can't sell it is what i
1: think oh was that the problem was somebody selling it on the black market allegedly Was was it an nft all of a sudden
0: I mean, I think like, I think that's something weird, like, I don't think it was like, like you and I are allowed to say it. Like, you just have to be yeah. like, Hey, our NFL research packets, like we're allowed, yeah. like that's the point of it. You know, like, it's just not, you're not supposed to be like giving it to other, you know, broadcast networks. I,
1: like, I would, I would tell you the week that that happened. So I will tell you, I, know, I was like, do. what is this? Yeah. Like, well, the week that it happened that Wednesday, I had given it to my class at chapman because i wanted them to do an exercise of like trying to find the most interesting thing that they can find and do a one minute hit on it which and i told them i said listen by the way don't give this out i know you, you don't forward this to your friends don't do anything this is for us this is a thing and then i had to go talk to our boss todd uh and i'm like i'm so sorry sir if that email was about me he's like i didn't even know that was you he's like don't like I go okay. I go. I'm so sorry, sir. I was using it as a class exercise. I, no, I'll clean up my yeah, locker.
0: That's not, that's not. No, no, no. That's not yeah. the problem. Like, I like, know. look. And then see, I get a little mad sometimes when they use some of my stuff without telling oh, yeah. me because sure. it's not that I get really like. I'm glad they use it, but like, they'll so put it off context, and I'll be like, that's mm, not what that means." But
1: that's
0: not- I'm like, mm, and also, I get, I lose my mind when they say something like a team that starts. Uh, three and or zero oh, and three makes the has a blank percent chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, it's the opposite. It's the pat. It's the past. In the past, teams that have started off oh and three have only yes. made it. Yes, it's not. The, it's not a percent chance. It's a.
1: Anyways. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Great point. I think drives I me nuts.
0: It. Drives I mean, me nuts. Anyways, okay, so I looked at what the model says for it. So we're going to have a little model one-on-one here because it's 26-22. Obviously, the Bears win this one. So way the way models work is you average the expected value of a touchdown, the expected value of a field goal for each drive. Unfortunately for the over in this, which it doesn't hit, is the fact that there's more running forecast in this one than kind of anything else. Why? Because – well, the Lions are terrible at kind of everything, but also they're exceptionally terrible against the run, and that's the strength of the Bears. And then when it comes to the Lions, they can hit some weird jackpot deep passes every now and again. But it's it's the, the expected value is like either seven or zero. It's very it's not a it's not a I mean, DeAndre Swift, if he plays, like that's a good yeah. game for him, but it's lower fewer it, if they run more, then it's fewer possessions for everyone, yeah. which is why
1: that's why like, when I was a, a youngster coming up in this business and I was working for the LA times and the orange County register, eventually I would always cover these, these small high schools yeah. that, that ran the ball at the time. Cause I'm like, yeah, these games last an hour and a half. Like there's, it's it's almost a running clock. Like both schools, like these schools in garden Grove would have, each team would have not Pacifica who is really good, but the rest of them like Bolsa Grande, Bolsa Grande, like be like, Oh no, Bolsa Grande probably. Cause I say it all the time, but um, each team ocean view, they'd have like one good player and that guy would play quarterback, take a snap and then just, just run. I'm like, I love this. This right. this, 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 this is right. football. This is football to me. Um, but all right. So your model had, by the way, I'm glad that we were able to clear the air on that research packet thing. And I got to remind everybody that we spend 90% of our time indoors and indoor air can be five times dirtier than the air outside An air pure air purifier can remove tobacco smokes, odors, vocs mold wildfire smoke chemicals viruses from your breathing air and right now if you use the code 67, you will get seven percent off your purchase at www.airpura.com that is www.airpura.com go get one for your family right now i know that the virus and all the kids the kids bring home the cough cynthia so i'm glad hey, that. right. I I'm buying one
0: of those for the dog. Not, I mean, he's. I gave him a bath. He smells great, but like he needs air, pure air. Like he's my baby. Like, yeah. If he was to breathe air that's not great, like,
1: I, I'm, I wouldn't forgive myself. No, you want that. You want, you want Gordy breathe. I couldn't remember. Gordy is it? hell. No, Gordy. Gordy. Uh, Gordy wants to breathe that clean air. He's, he's a rescue. He by the way, it. by the way, uh, we're not getting paid to say this, but he's a rescue dog. And uh, adopt, don't shop. And uh, I admire you for going out and doing that beautiful. I can't dog. imagine
0: somebody abandon him. I oh. can't. He's like this. Honestly, his personality is so. I, don't, I can't imagine. Like he just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make your your audience sick because I'm gonna move this camera again. But like this
1: is. Oh, look at the puppy. I mean, oh, I think my silky voice is what helps him sleep.
0: He's like, oh, he's just so cute. Like, yeah. and he's so sweet, and I can't imagine. Oh. Anyways, oh, what so.
1: an adorable dog! Now I appreciate you doing that too. Um, yeah. I had a German Shepherd Husky mix as well one time. Great dog, excellent dogs. Was speaking of dog, was no, his his her name was Nikki, mm. like Nikki Six Motley Crew basis. I like uh, it. Yeah. So I so speaking of dogs, uh, the Detroit Lions are underdogs in this one. You said the models got the Bears winning 26-22. Now when you go on game day view. Do you go strictly model or do you go with your heart sometimes?
0: So I go strictly model and then I note where I think it's crazy. Um, Like where, like, sometimes it'll like, I can't remember the one that it like there was one recently we're like what in the eh? like and then it was it, the model was models better than my gut always so yeah. i go strictly model because that's kind of like the value proposition right like i spent all this time making the model like i might as well use it but you know i do note where i'm like oh this just doesn't it feels like a trap game like how like actually this week i was looking at it very i mean just not for the winner but for the point differential but mm-hmm. like the chiefs right they're 10 point or they're it's it's a big spread it's the Jags yeah. and, I, there are 10 points in the model. My model models are inherently more conservative because it plays out a lot of different outcomes. So it just becomes like, Whoa, like tens a lot. And yeah. I looked at it. I was like, Ooh, this feels like a trap situation. Travis ETN somehow gets hot. I don't know. There's no Frank Clark, whatever, but you know, you, you roll with the model, but feels a little I, sus.
1: I understand. I understand. Uh, but who are you going to be picking in this game? Cause we ask everybody. Uh, to pick, and by the way, the uh, the guests on this show are now six and three, which is surprising because the Bears are three and six. So I don't know if there's a trend there or not. But uh, well, I'm which... picking the Bears.
0: Yay, I'm picking the Bears. But then as soon as ten one hits or ten o'clock in one second, I will be rooting for the Lions. But I will be picking the Bears. But uh, you know, I... I'm I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not stupid. Like
1: <laughs> no, I I get it. I am. I still go out you know. there all the time. even. Although, like, the Bears, it's been fun because, uh, obviously, we do the Friday show of Total Access. There's got to be some sort of arrangement we need to make on Fridays. Like, we should be on what whether you got moved back to the fantasy show or I got to, I trade spots with uh, Patrick Claibon. Like, that should be the move so we could yeah. be on the air. Like, I, I don't know how people, like, you see us on the air. Like, why is this not? Because that is one Ooh, of the things I get questioned about the most. They're like, why is Cynthia always like, like why can she not contain herself? Whatever. And I, I tell people too, I'm like, you don't know what happens right before the moment before we go on the air, like before that camera hits, because I'm not I can hear the count in I will crack, I will say something inane, I will crack a joke or whatever. And it just starts the whole and Patrick can't recover and it's just it's oh, what we I can't. do.
0: We can't it's what and I do. It's actually the best when you can't pull it together. Like it's, oh, yeah. that's the funniest part. Like when you when you lose it, when you break, then the rest of us have no shot yeah, like
1: we're never you might as well no, go to commercial yeah
0: We just go, I, to commercial. Uh, <laughs> go to commercial like we can't speak it's so funny no it's so good
1: <laughs> it is a lot of fun and um speaking of fantasy i was so lazy i forgot to book a fantasy guest do you mind answering a couple fantasy questions oh my gosh let's take a trip to the aisle, sammy let's uh let's take a trip to the aisle fantasy aisle welcome to our fantasy island you know what? I got to get better about, uh, first of all, calling for the animations because we had a cool ranks rival animation. But when I was you, I didn't feel like calling you a rival. Uh, mm. But I do like, I do love our uh, fantasy aisle information. And I want to remind everybody: underdog fantasy is the easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's simple to get started. Just head to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, sign up with the promo code SICK, and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. And if nothing else, put the put the, put the the app on the phone because then it'll let you know who's playing, who's in, who's out. Uh, yesterday, I don't think there was um, much of a, you know, like not much of a concern of like who was going to be in, who was going to be out, but you get those little updates and then it's like, oh, Marcus Mariota just made a big play. I'm like, cool. I didn't play Marcus Mariota. I, I mean, put him
0: on. Did that even would, happen?
1: Like what happened? What <laughs> did was Marcus marketing?
0: Mariota make a big play?
1: <laughs> he did. Like stupidly. We need, like, there's got to be, and this is a conversation for the offseason, but, like, we need to figure out how to change quarterback scoring because it's not, although in the leagues where I wisely, wisely I say, I'm like, you know what? The most consistent guys are the quarterbacks. And I know that Josh Allen's is battling an injury right now, so this, this will probably blow up in my face. And this is why you wait in a quarterback. People will now start showing up in my mentions. But I'm like, the leagues I'm doing the best in are the ones where I have Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Like yep. oh that that's that's weird. Like why are we not drafting these guys earlier? And it feels like every like oh I lost my league to this rando who like drafted Josh Allen in the first round. You're like well I can kind of see why because who do we blow our first round picks on like Najee Jonathan Aaron Taylor. Jones Jonathan Taylor. Oh don't forget the Kyle. Like coming out of drafts where you're like oh, I feel so good about myself. I got Aaron Jones. Yeah. I got I got Jonathan Taylor. Oh then dude somehow Aaron Jones fell to me. And then sitting there at the button, I just took Kyle Pitts. Like I'm going to be undefeated. Um, that has not worked out. So maybe those people who take the quarterbacks early, uh, you know what know we what- do
0: in my my league. So my my business school girlfriends are very kind and they want to play with me. And they're but we have to kind of handicap it a little bit because. Like, you know, some of them have husbands that are good at helping and some don't know what, like, anyway, so, and these are smart, competitive women who like, do not like, like we're talking about like, like my friends are, they're, they're not going to, I mean, oh, this is a Chicago situation. Yeah. You know, Northwestern, you know, we're, we're pretty, you know, we're, we're, and they're kind to want to play with me. So we actually designate that you have to pick your quarterback in the first round. So. Oh, nice. because, Because otherwise it gets dicey with who knows how to play. like, otherwise then I can just kill them with, you know what I mean? Like, cause they don't know some of these things. So you have to pick your quarterback. You could pick it in any round. It doesn't matter if it's first or 10th. Right. But like, if you all agree, okay, this is the quarterback round, then it, it actually was a nice entry point to, to make it a little bit more fair.
1: No, that makes a lot of sense. And the quarterback position is so key. What do we think about for this week though? Are there any quarterbacks to pick up? I'm also cheating because I haven't completed my fantasy hot sauce segment yet. Uh, quarterbacks to stream. I don't know. Like, what is going on with the Indianapolis Colts? I guess this is probably we – could, we could do the whole segment on this. Jonathan Taylor's been practicing. Mm-hmm. Is this a situation this week going up against the Raiders where perhaps Jeff Saturday just says, I'm going to run the ball 90 times and Jonathan Taylor gets back in our good graces or is this going to be a train wreck of epic proportions? Um yes. yes. (laughs) One of the other.
0: Um, I actually think it's gonna be like one of those things where I think Sam Ellinger will probably run for a lot of yards, mostly because the opportunity to run exists. This is not a high pressure. This is like so you talk about those good and bad um the the tendencies, the the habits that you pick up, and then you go watch Sam Ellinger's Texas film and you see this guy. Talk about a mobile quarterback, like that's what he did. He was a running back. Yeah. So I mean, I think that if you're talking about strictly fantasy points, I actually think he's a good pick. Just because of the fact that I don't know. I mean, I talked to Reggie, I'm sure you did too, Wayne. You yeah. know, and and there it's like, look, like Jeff Saturday was an offensive mind. He played offense, obviously. Centers and quarterbacks do know a lot about how offenses work. And I think that it's gonna be a situation where it's like, if you've got run, just go go maybe hand it off to john i don't know but is jonathan taylor going to play though like this yeah. is it, this is a risky one but it's a fun one like if you're talking about fantasy hot sauce it's perfect for fantasy hot sauce but yeah. if you're talking about like your season long team and you have other options like don't try to get cute
1: yeah that's one of those things i'm curious as to how many dfs lineups will roll out sam ellinger because like if that's really going to
0: play it. with one like if, if you and I were allowed to play for money on this one, yeah. I would enter a tournament lineup with him in one because you're getting him for such a rock bottom price that like such, I think the, the chaotic things that will happen because let's talk about this defense. No, not a lot of pressure. Their secondary yeah. is very not great. And the linebacker level is confusing so you know this is a good opportunity for a quarterback like that i wouldn't be i wouldn't be rostering a jonathan taylor in a tournament lineup like unless i'm really trying to be different because i just don't think first of all i don't know he's fully healthy second of all i don't know what to expect anyway so i think it's too much money to to pick that contrarian pick but if i was playing an underdog fantasy and i were to try a a tournament tournament lineup not a 50 50 i would certainly do one with him
1: Absolutely. That is uh that is the way that you start it off, and then you build around it. And then you can get all the studs in there, guys like Saquon Barkley. Yes, uh, you need Saquon.
0: The, that's yeah. like my favorite, that's like my most optimal DFS pick for the entire week. So
1: yeah, that's to me. I think that you go Saquon, Sam Ellinger, and then that's how you start. What about the Cowboys running backs? Tony Pollard played really well against the Chicago Bears, Ezekiel Elliott is returning, but they got a great matchup against Green Bay. How do you feel about the Cowboys RBs?
0: I hate the fact that both of them are playing or maybe <laughs> playing or not. Right. So. Like, cause if, if one were playing, then I would be like all in all the chips on this one. But because we don't know, and I don't know if, how healthy Zeke is. I've been tracking Jane Slater cause she's really good at like identifying what's going on there. It kind of feels like they don't really know. I mean, if you have either one in season long, you're playing either one, right? Like, I think they'll probably get a split carry situation. This is a great opportunity for them. So, I mean, I don't know, like that. It just for DFS, it's dicey for who gets the the
1: workload. Yeah. It's always a tricky situation too. And I always love to, when you have like great matchups, because like last night uh, in my season long league, I'm like, Oh, I got to play DJ Moore against the Falcons. The, the numbers say to play them. And uh, I think, I think the receivers did pretty well. If you count LaVisca Chenault as a receiver, you're like, oh, okay, everybody else. DJ's not scoring. I, I even made a joke a couple of weeks ago that like any time a player does well against the team, I'm benching him the next time. Kyle mm-hmm. Pitts, DJ Moore, both guys, points-wise, were terrible last night. Yeah, no. So that that's my new thing. Like, oh, this guy lit up the Colts three weeks ago. Bench him. Like it's got, are you going like, to like D.J.
0: Moore as a Packer?
1: Well, I'm going to love him as a Bear. That's where I'm going to really just embrace him and just love him. He's not going to – no, listen, that team's going to go full rebuild. Like they're, It's over. It's done. They're not going to release it. By the way, he's got a good contract. There's no need. You can start rebuilding a team with D.J. Moore and whoever they draft is they recording. Should, but – That's true. What they should do and what they will do are two com- completely things. I, I think also when you look at some of the uh, – some of the packages, you know, how much how much capital people are willing to move for top-flight young wide receivers. You know, I know everybody makes fun of the Bears for a second-round pick going for Chase Claypool, but you know what? Look at what look at what these guys cost. Like that's that's like a, a you know you went to the Nordstrom rack and you got yourself a pretty good wide receiver and you didn't have to flip, pay c- full retail prices. What do we think about Chase? Um, are we playing Chase Claypool? at any? I don't know cuz you you're you're scaring me off because of the running situation. I don't think that it's time to dial him up for fantasy yet.
0: DFS, yeah. It's a it's a great contrarian Ooh. pick. A great contrarian pick for not a lot of money. Um by the way, I want to add I think you're totally right about that. Like anyone who's complaining about Chase Claypool in the second round pick, like let's put it in context a little bit because we remember we're still in this like weird NIL bubble with a change to how colleges are operating. So if I'm a top receiver and I'm at a and, and I'm not, I don't need to go to the NFL yet. I am going to wait. Why? Because I'm going to make so much more money as a college student than I am as an NFL player. So that's part of why you're seeing this. Like we're in this bubble of like the wide receiver position right now it obviously you know keep market making market setting prices because you got a year or two before your bubble bursts and that and, and then it'll, it'll even out of it eventually but the nil stuff is it's not a joke like you're not you're not coming out of college now like this guy here at usc is making more than kenny pickett did and they were playing together yeah. last year at Pitt. so it's it's not a you just got to remember it's not linear it's it's there's other factors environmental factors that work into it too
1: It's so funny because uh, nobody, nobody was alive for that. Maybe somebody, but back in the day, like college football was way more popular than the NFL. Mm -hmm. They used to have games where college all-star teams would play like a top flight NFL team, like the bears, for instance, and usually beat them. I think, I don't know. Like, don't, don't quote me on that part of it, but like, it was a thing like now think about your college. Like, would you have left college? If you were making, like think of the money you're making right now, this goes for anybody out there and you were in college being able to make that money and all you had to do is do an Instagram post. Like, yeah, I would probably stay in college too. Like I would, I would go back. I'm already going back. This is what I'm trying to do at Chapman is uh, just teach, get some NIL, make some Instagram posts, making my uh, playoff picks and it'll be fine. Um, so it's good for them though. Good. I'm glad it's working out for them. One guy I'm glad it's working out for. Sincerely. I do mean this. Kirk Cousins. I have Kirk Cousins in season long. I don't love the matchup this week against the Buffalo Bills, but weirdly there's nothing else I can do. I feel like I got to go. Is there, is there any chance that he has a good game?
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, Jordan Hoyer's already been ruled out. Matt Milano is questionable. I mean, you saw, I think it means like actually good things for TJ Hawkinson, which also means good things for Kirk cousins, because you're going to have to devote a lot of resources to figuring out how to stop, you know, that guy, Justin Jefferson. So ultimately this bill's defense and it is a young secondary and you know, they're, they haven't been fully healthy and obviously they don't have Micah Hyde already. So it's no Micah Hyde, no Jordan Poyer. They had one of the best safety duos in the entire league and neither of them are playing. So I think you're Okay. With Kirk, do I love it? No, but there aren't a lot of, like as far as substitutes. It's not a it's not a great situation.
1: Yeah, so we would avoid him in daily. So if you're doing a tournament on Underdog Fantasy, avoid Kirk Cousins. We would also say that you know you're you're starting Sam Ellinger, but in season long leagues, don't bench Kirk Cousins for Sam Ellinger because that's no. that's a that's a way that's way too risky, and that's the way people lose. Don't get cute. Uh, fantasy don't get league. cute. What about the Raiders as a DST? This week I know everybody's on it I'm like I don't know
0: I don't know Sometimes that like that feels like it's like trap Written all over right like, It's like a huge tra- I don't I don't know like I think you're better off and this Sounds weird because I still think Derek Henry is going to have A good game but I think yeah. maybe like pay up a little more for like a Denver who I think is underpriced. I understand that they lost one of their pass rushers, but their secondary is still awesome. And they'll be able to devote more resources in the box. Cause they're not really afraid of the, the throw in that one. So, I mean, I don't know, like that one seems more interesting to me. Uh, ugh, this is bad. You could also look at the bears. I understand if you, right. you know, if you, if you're looking for a, a true streamer.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, I think that um towards the end, I mean, it was the end of the game. But they started like sort of hemming in to a Tunga of just just a smidge. They just have to work. They they got to get like to me. I think the Bears defense needs that pass rusher. Uh, Even though Bobby Quinn wasn't putting up the sack totals he did a year ago, he was still getting to the quarterback. He was applying pressure, and I think that's what the Bears are going to need. And somebody needs like Don Robinson. One of these guys. One of these young kids needs to step up and just just get to the quarterback. Make him. Make him make an off scheduled throw once in a while so he can go out there and create a turnover or do something like that. I think that's, I, I don't think that's a bad pick. And that's been a team that I've been picking up because I'm like, well, it's still Jared Goff. So I'm like, well, probably, is...
0: yeah, but like it's Jared Goff minus, I mean, who else is playing? Like, I'm, I'm on yeah. Ross and Brown is, but like all the other receivers are pretty banged up. DeAndre Swift, we have no idea if he's playing like again. Yeah. Like it's just, it's a pretty good opportunity.
1: No, it absolutely is. And it's always a great opportunity to have you on. With us, I'm gonna let you go because I know that you're you, like me, we have a very busy day today. And to go. of course, we're recording this on Friday morning, which will probably be the, the norm moving forward for us. We uh will we'll see you later for the uh for the NFL. Um, by the way, I'm so glad we didn't
0: like you not being there yesterday. We talked I'm, about you a lot.
1: <laughs> I, w- I wanted to go back to win, and I was like, obviously, I was in a lot of pain on Tuesday. And They're like, Can you tape the hype train? Or it was Wednesday? Can you take yeah, you like, still
0: oh, did it? You still did it. You I'm were great. God.
1: I'm like, oh, of course.
0: People need the like, hype train.
1: They don't, they really don't. They do. It's weird that people actually do like that. I'm like, ah, okay. It's the great. rhymes it's have been fun. better. The rhymes have been better this year, but uh
0: the rhymes but, are yeah. always great.
1: But in any event, uh, we will see you for uh what's up, Gordy.
0: Oh, look, at the, look at the
1: body. Look at the body. Well, he will see <laughs> us on NFL Total Access Friday night. That runs throughout the weekend, so you'll get plenty of opportunities. Game Day View is the show that you will be on prece- after that, uh, depending mm-hmm. on. We re- reco- depending
0: oh. on if you're watching it on the internet or if you're watching it on the television.
1: However, however you consume this show, uh, <laughs> it'll be a little bit different. But over the weekend, there'll be plenty of opportunities oh, to yeah. not only listen to us here, but to see us on NFL Fantasy Live Game Day View. And of course, NFL Total Access. But Cynthia, thank you so much for being here. Anytime. Good. Good luck to your Lions, because I'm Hi. I'm a nice person. Oh, by the way, I'm picking the Bears to win. Obviously, 31-30. <laughs> you are, I have okay. it a little bit little bit higher scoring, but uh, I'm Bears three and six on the year when it comes to picking the Bears. But it is what it is. But uh, we thank you for being just here and every uh, week. Oh, we got another game, so uh, I will I will hope that you can come back Perfect. at some other point. anytime. Anytime. Uh, All right. Well, there she goes. The great Cynthia Freeland Make sure. oh, I forgot. You can find, you know where to find her on social media. It shouldn't be a, shouldn't be a struggle. By the way, just wanted to thank everybody here uh, for joining us here on the show. Just wanted to wrap up one other thing, Uh, talking about the Chicago Bears. I know that one of our friends, one of the friends of our show, Bayless Jones Jr. was a healthy scratch last week. And I just want to remind everybody that, you know what? It is very difficult you know, to make the transition from college to the NFL. And I want everybody here to know that Bayless is still our guy. We still love him. We're still hopeful. You know, this guy has a lot to give on the NFL level, and I'm still confident that he's going to find a way to battle through this. I know he was battling some injuries earlier this uh, during the preseason, and and it took him a little bit of time to finally make the active roster, and he had a couple of mistakes. And, of course, now he's got a very crowded receiving room, as you said, you know, and Keel Harry's there now. Byron Pringle is getting healthy. We traded for Chase Claypool. You know what? You're just not handed anything in the NFL. And if I know anything about Bayless Jones Jr., it's the fact that this guy will not back down from a fight. So I'm very hopeful that we're going to see him in the near future. So I just wanted to give him a little bit of a shout out, a little bit of a shout out, letting him know that we still got his back. We still love him in Chicago or wherever wherever you're at. I'm in Southern California. We love him everywhere. But in any event, uh, and people be cool, Be cool. We don't need to talk uh, mad stuff about players, our our own players, you know, when it comes to online stuff. It's cool to be critical. Like we can sit here and say that he's made some mistakes and he's got to work and he's got to make his way back to the roster. That's fine. Nobody needs to be mean. But in any event, I'm very excited. This is, you know, a lot of times we go out and we make some picks. And, you know, I make picks and I'm like, am I talking myself into this? Over the last couple of weeks, I felt very confident that the Bears were going to do well against the Patriots that the bears are going to do very well against the Dallas Cowboys. And obviously last week against the Miami dolphins coming just short in two of those three games. The here's the thing. I really feel good about this game against the lions. I know that we're going to be set up for a trap game at some point and things might not, things never go perfect in the NFL, but I feel really good about this week. So I hope you all enjoy it. And if you're in the Southern California area, be sure to come out to rip beer company, the PCH location. There's two in Huntington beach. Come out to the PCH locations. We had a fun time last week. Full crowd. We overtook one of the tap rooms. It's a lot of fun. So, of course, this is not. I don't anticipate it being a national game. So, if you're in the Huntington Beach area, or if you're in Southern California, it doesn't matter. Make the trip down from Culver City. Come from Long Beach. It doesn't matter. Rip Beer Company, PCH location. We'll see you there on Sunday. So, I want to thank everybody for putting the show together. Thank you to Cynthia Freeland for jumping on. Fridays are nuts for her, but she made the time, and we could not appreciate that anymore. And uh, thanks to Sammy. Who is, uh, who's uh riding soul this week, putting it together. So thank you so much, Sammy. And uh, with that, bear down and go ahead and play us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura.